Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey there, VBFs. We are back with another episode of Virtually Best Friends Pod with another edition of our Women in Business episodes, the series that we've been doing, which I have been having so much fun with. Caitlin, how are you doing today? I am doing super well. I am really excited about this episode for everyone listening. I think this whole month has been great to feature so many incredible women who are doing amazing things, both in their communities and expanding beyond that. There's just so many good things going on. But before we get to all of that today, we should start with our thumbs up, thumbs down. So Sierra, let's start with our thumbs down today. Yes. Okay. So for my thumbs down, it's not really a thumbs down, but if you guys remember my bestie, she was on the podcast not too long ago. Um, Kimberly, she is very much so pregnant. And I kind of had in my head that she was going to give birth and have her baby yesterday, which at this point would have been um, March 16th. I thought she was going to have her baby and she has not. So I'm kind of disappointed that The little guy has not come out yet, but I know that he'll be here soon and hopefully I'll get to see all the cute pictures since I won't be able to be there because of COVID precautions. Um, But it actually is okay because I wasn't able to be at Camden's birth either because I was super sick. So (laughs) it's fine. It evens it out. (laughs) You'll get to see them. Well, Kimmy, we're cheering for you. (laughs) Caitlin, what was your thumbs down this week? You know, I think mine's not really totally a thumbs down either. But, okay, so I love daylight savings time, and that's part of my thumbs up. But, oh, my goodness, it just hit me on Monday. (laughs) I was exhausted. I don't know about you, but it was, like, feeling hit by a train or something. I don't think this whole hour has, like, really thrown me off very much. We also had a giant blizzard in Denver last weekend, and it snowed two feet, but the drifts were, like, four feet tall. So it was just, like, kind of an off weekend in general. But – the sun is shining later in the day. Actually, when we're recording this, the sun is still shining and it still feels like the middle of the day, which is crazy because normally when we record the podcast, it's dark. (laughs) That's very true. The sun is like almost completely down here, but it's still plenty of blue. Like, like you said, it's it's Ooh. a weird thing to happen. Um, I want to follow up on something from last week's episode. Like, I'm just yes. really curious. I feel like the fans need to know. Did you go get your burger? No, I didn't. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> you know what? This makes me so sad because I really wanted to, but the blizzard got in the way. I'm not like it. It No, no. <laughs> I like I made a one run to Target to get groceries after work and then the blizzard hit and we really were trapped inside. I'm so ready for my burger though. That is, that has to happen this weekend. Like it has to. Thanks we're going to be on, <laughs> we're going to be on burger watch over here. These because... are the questions. <laughs> these are the questions we ruminate over in our free time. <laughs> yes. Did Caitlin ever get to have a burger? I need to know. <laughs> I love it. Well, since you didn't get to um, have your thumbs up from last week, what was your thumbs up this week? 
Okay, I have a couple. The first one is that I'm fully vaccinated. I'm so excited. And I had a really good experience. I'm just going to throw this out there for anyone who is on the fence about getting a vaccine. Always refer to your doctor. I will always put that caveat in there. However, I had no symptoms after getting my second shot. Nice. Which I was fully expecting on being out from what I had heard from people who I've known who have gotten the second shot other people on Instagram. I was fully expecting to be sick and I wasn't, I wasn't. It was a nice surprise. I will <laughs> that say. That was great news. That was great news. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I mean, I am still social distancing and I'm still wearing a mask, but it is definitely a big relief to have my vaccine. And then also, okay, I got a Hamilton needlepoint canvas in the mail and it was oh. Perfect timing for the blizzard this weekend because that's what I worked on. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to see the finished product. I'm sure it's going to be so good. Did you finish the, I'm not sure if it was a violin or another strings instrument. I did. You, you finished the background for it? No, I haven't done the background yet. Oh. I can't decide on what to do. And also, <laughs> I'm I'm not quite to the point in my needlepoint journey where I know how to finish ornaments. So mm. I'm kind of putting that off for a little while. But I finished the body of the violin. So that was exciting. For those of you that don't know, Caitlin also runs um, a Stitch account. So she has her yes. Lemonade Press. Desi- what is the Instagram? It's Design? Lemonade Press Designs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was right. Yes. They're if you're also fun. into that, you should definitely follow her there. Um, I like, I don't personally cross stitch, but I like seeing the creations that she comes up with. So it's really nice. Yes. Thank you, friend. Okay. What have your thumbs up been? My thumbs up. Definitely has to be that I got a well, like just a much needed break at the end of the week. So if you guys remember, I've been stressed like for the last couple of weeks, just with everything going on at work, everything going on in life. I just have really been running on fumes, I would say. Um, and so I finally had the opportunity to take a couple of days off, have like some really slow moments. And then the weather was so nice here in the DMV area that I spent a little more time outside. So like going for walks and just like enjoying my coffee outside or sitting by the Potomac River and eating a smoothie bowl while reading, like those moments have meant just everything and just restoring my balance. Like I just feel so much better than I have oh. been feeling. Your photos of the Potomac just looked so peaceful. Oh, my goodness. And, okay, maybe I'm a little bit off, but isn't cherry blossom season coming up too? It is coming up. There's, like, some pre-bloom situations happening, but I would say, like, the real thick of it happens, like, closer to April. But it's probably some some peak watch happening for sure, just like you would do with leaf peeping in New England. Like, there's little trackers that will tell you when the peep cherry blossoms will be happening around the D.C. area. Oh, my gosh. I have only seen the cherry blossoms once, and that was my eighth grade field trip to D.C. But, oh, my gosh, they were just amazing. Even as a kid, I was in awe of them. So I can only imagine – just being able to see them. Oh, so pretty. And they're pink. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which is Sierra's color, in case you haven't noticed. Oh my goodness. I love that. And it's such a good season. Okay. Well, Sierra, we have to also say too, we are recording this on Wednesday, March 17th. Today is St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patty's Day. And are you doing anything to celebrate St. Patrick's Day today? Not really. 
to be honest. But St. Patrick's Day did bring up kind of a nostalgia moment, like just like how we do the throwback Thursdays. Caitlin isn't well-versed in her DCOMs, but I know that there's someone out there listening that remembers The Luck of the Irish, which is just this Disney Channel original movie that was really ridiculous but this kid finds out that he's irish he has like this lucky gold coin he starts turning into a leprechaun there's a big basketball game that the like everything's on the line for (laughs) um ridiculous movie but if you have disney plus and you want a good nostalgia moment go watch the luck of the irish i mean we're a little after saint patrick's day now but still still go watch it (laughs) still worth the watch I need to add that to my watch list. I have a lot of things to watch. I feel like I'm catching up on my childhood. I was telling Sierra all the things because I didn't have Disney Channel as a kid. So here we are, (laughs) 27, and we are watching (laughs) Disney Channel. (laughs) I just am sad that you have to watch them through adult eyes because a lot of them hold up. But like you see the cheese factor a little different when you're older. (laughs) Right. Well, and even that's kind of true for movies that you've like watched continuously. Like I went back and watched, I don't know, just like different Pixar movies. And there's like, like Shrek, like parts of that, that sense of humor that I never got as a kid. (laughs) And you're sitting there like, oh my gosh, what is going on? (laughs) It was like, um, I don't know where she's going with this comment because Shrek is a great movie. (laughs) Oh, it's it's hilarious. I haven't I watched Shrek. it in a while, but it's it's a good one. And the older the get you get, the more you kind of relate with some of these like ornery characters, yes. like Squidward too. You're like, oh, I understand now why they just wanted to be left alone and <laughs> they just wanted to do their job. Right, you're like stuck in your ways for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, and I also brought up too. If you're looking for another movie, you could watch The Holiday on Netflix because there's one St. Patrick's Day scene in it. Just going to throw that out there for good measure. <laughs> it's one of our favorite movies. I don't know if you remember like back at some of our holiday episodes, but it was definitely a movie that we both watched several times during the holiday season because it wasn't completely a Christmas movie. And apparently now it is just applicable to like every holiday. Like they celebrate so many holidays in the story. You might as well watch them all. Yeah, why not? (laughs) It's great. So that might be on my nightly plans tonight. It's exciting. Do you know what I wish I was doing tonight? What? So Chip Kick, who we are going to get into this interview with in a second, but they released a cookie this week that had marshmallows from like the Lucky Charms. So... Oh. oh my gosh. If you could see the break, there's like marshmallow filling in the cookie, but then actual Lucky Charm pieces like marshmallows in the cookie. Oh my goodness. Their cookies just look tantalizing. Like go th- and scroll through Chip Kicks social media and you will just be drooling over these cookies. They look absolutely incredible. So we are just so thrilled to have them on the podcast today. They are chatting all about their business and we are thrilled to have them. Yes. Oh my gosh. The cookies are just so amazing. And I can tell you from experience, I have driven 
an hour to get some of these cookies into my possession before just because that's how good they look and do yourself a favor and watch the videos as well because when they do their like cookie break videos you get to just see how beautiful and gooey and just amazing they are enough about the cookies Today, we are talking to the founders, two of the founders of Chip Cook Cookies. They are two-third women-owned, and those are Michelle, who is the baker and the mastermind behind the cookie ingredients, and Samantha, who does all of the marketing and behind-the-scenes stuff as well. So we're so excited to get to talk to them about their small business, what it's been like starting a new business in the pandemic, and just kind of learning about them and hearing about their story and any advice that we can get. So with that, we will take it away. Hey, everyone. We are here with Michelle and Samantha from Chip Kit Cookies, and we are just so thrilled to have you here today. Thanks for joining VBF Pod. Thank you guys for having us. We're so excited. Yay. We are just so thrilled to hear about Chip Kit Cookies, and we would love to just hear your elevator pitch about what your business is and who you both are and uh, what you do. Sure. So uh, I'm Samantha. I'm the co-founder and marketing director of Chip Kick Cookies. And Chip Kick is a Northern Virginia-based cookie company that ships nationwide. Um, we are fairly new. We're about nine months old, so kind of just had a baby. Um, and we started off just with local pickups and local um, local availability and recently launched shipping nationwide. Our cookies are pretty big, very dense, um, inspired by nostalgic moments. And we do everything from your signature chocolate chip to stuffed cookies like s'mores. Um, and we drop new cookies every single week on our website, chipkickcookies.com. Yes. I love that. Michelle, can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Hey, everyone. I'm Michelle. Um, I'm the head baker, co-founder for Chip Kit Cookies. Um, I started baking like several years ago, um, these ginormous cookies that I would make for just for my husband, Nick, who's also a co-founder, but couldn't be with us today. And, um, And I started making them for my friends. He was like, these are really good. And then I just, during the pandemic, I had all this time to play with outside of my regular job. And so I started experimenting with different flavors and came up with like the Funfetti cookie and a whole bunch of different stuffed cookies. And then a few of my friends were like, oh, these are really good. You should try to like sell them. So we decided to launch Chip Kick and see what would happen. And I mean, it turned into this brand that we've got going on right now, which is really exciting. I can personally attest that these cookies are so so good they're not lying about the density like we're gonna post some images on instagram just so that you guys can have an image of what we're talking about but these things are thick and i cannot master the cookie break to save my life like i don't know what it is i've embarrassed myself way too much but basically once you break them open you just get to see all the like gooey goodness in the middle of it and just (sighs) I gush. I'm a gusher. <laughs> um, I love 
love them though. How supportive you are. And we, yes. we met Sierra um, at the Alexandria Holiday Market, which was the first time we were selling our product in person and offline. Freezing to death in the cold. We <laughs> <laughs> were so fortunate because that's how we were introduced to Sierra, yeah. who came out to get some cookies and has been a fan and a friend. Uh, and now a virtual best friend ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always like have to like put my disclaimer that um, I literally was, you know, trying to get out of the house a little bit. And my trying to get out of the house in the pandemic, I was going to pick up food. And so <laughs> I was picking up food um, to take out. And one of my friends was like, hey, like if you're if you're out and about, you should definitely stop by the holiday market because there's these like ladies they're selling these cookies they're so good like I walked away with two like go check them out and so I was like all right like I'm literally on my way home like let's do this and I got there and I was kind of just like okay on this mission to find you all and she's like I'm on the phone with her and she's giving me directions to exactly where your booth was and I'm like I don't see it Oh no. And I remember like half being on the phone and half talking to you all. And I'm like, wait, are these the cook? Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> like, like, it's us, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as I walked away, I was like, man, I should have gotten more. I think I got two that day. And I was like, mm, that was not enough. <laughs> not enough. But um, enough of the gushing. Um, what inspired you to start Chip Kick? Um, was it just this, the general pandemic or? I love baking. So um, my background is in engineering and IT. Um, that's what, so I work full time in IT as well. But I was when I when I was an undergrad, I started off as a pre med major, and I really loved science, especially chemistry. So for me, like baking is a science. It's all about getting perfection through your ingredients and precision through measurements. So for me, like when I would bake, it's all about everything has to be precise to get to the perfect outcome. So when I bake, that's what I try to achieve all the time is perfection. So that was my inspiration was, okay, I made these really, really good cookies that I like, that my friends like, that my family's like, and um, I want other people to experience them. And I'm a huge dessert person. Like I could just eat dessert over regular food any day. Um, I always talk about how I have a separate compartment for food, for dessert, not just food, especially like after I'm full. So um <laughs> Yeah, so I also I also try to create flavors that are like nostalgic and bring back like a memory when I eat the cookie. So it's it's all about like memories that my cookies bring to you. Um, and then our drop model is Nick and I are very really are really into sneakers. So um, we're we always wake up every Saturday to sign up for a Nike drop for a new release of a sneaker, which is kind of the inspiration behind the name Chip Chip Kick because I love cookies, sneakers, and hence we have Chip Kick. Oh, wow. I love the history behind that. That's awesome. And I love too, as you're, you've been talking about this, I think so much of the pandemic as we've been looking back, I think I know myself included, I have really reverted to like Netflix and doing yeah. things that are not productive, but I love hearing about what has come about from the pandemic for Chip Kick and how that has helped to just start such an incredible company for you both. Yeah, we definitely wanted to make use of our time while we were sitting at home. So we ended up becoming really busy during the pandemic. Um, so now we have no time for for pretty much not, for anything else besides making. Yeah, well, that's well, just amazing, and I I think with the pandemic too, you know, there's I'm sure there's been challenges that have come along. Um, has have there been any that have been 
big to just overcome throughout the pandemic or how has that helped to progress your business? Uh, so I think, you know, in a way, and I, and I say this with the most amount of gratitude and uh, consciousness of what has come out of the pandemic and what people have gone through um, with facing the pandemic, as well as, you know, all of just everything that's gone on politically within the climate. Um, the pandemic has almost boded well for these kind of new businesses, especially for a baking business. Um, because people, and I work with other clients in my world um, who are in food and beverage, and people are really looking for comfort food and for things that make them happy right now while they are home. So I think that you know, launching cookies at a time where we could offer curbside pickup, contact, you know, essentially contactless uh, pickup, um, online ordering, and offer a moment of happiness while people were stuck at home and not able to travel, in a way, helped us. Um, so, so I, I hate, to, you know, we, it's not that we benefited from the pandemic. Obviously, it was there were a lot of struggles too, things we couldn't do, wanting to meet in person with our customers, which is why the holiday market that we met Sierra at was so great because it was the first time after six months of being in business, we were able to interact with people and talk about our product in person and not just through Instagram and through the voice that, you know, we, we came up with for the brand. So, you know, pros and cons, there are definitely just challenges that we learned in general with the baking, with the baking world, um, more so than challenges from the pandemic. And a lot of that is just around you know, Virginia State has really strict regulations around home-based businesses. And we had to jump through leaps, uh, you know, hurdles basically to be commercially licensed. Um, there's a lot you can't do as a home-based business. And, you know, the pandemic definitely made that harder. You know, you can't sell, you can't do e-commerce. You can't use credit card sales. You are not allowed to ship. Um, so, you know, being a new business certainly was difficult in a pandemic to not be able to do the things that you would normally not be able to do. And then on top of that, not be able to have in-person interactions for your business. So it was almost like a double, a double challenge for us to navigate something super new um, and super not regulated. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely understand what you're saying, um, especially with the fact that it, it became a little bit of a comfort for people and the fact that you ingrain nostalgia so much into your brand. Um, I think that a lot of what has been happening during this during this pandemic, but like also in adulthood, is that we're like reverting, you know, to these comforts. So like even outside of food, you're kind of reverting to the things that brought you joy when you were younger or the things you spent your time on like baking or like people have been getting back into art or reading mm -hmm. and it's just become this comfort because in this uncertain world especially like you said with the political climate with with just the fear and anxiety surrounding the pandemic um and dealing with loss and stuff that was definitely something that was a solace mm -hmm. is having these businesses like this and providing food and being able to make the best out of the situation. So, I mean, I personally thank you. Like I said, that was one of the ways that I was able to like justify getting out. And I literally <laughs> was really not getting out often. It was like, I would let myself go out maybe once to like grab something a week or something and being able to be like, okay, I'm going to go get some cookies or like, I'm going to go um, pick up from this small business, like made it feel special in a different way. Um, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Um, also, you know, the, the way that you're kind of thinking about how you had to live your life differently is, you know, 
a challenge for us was how do we market the brand differently? Because I'm a marketer traditionally and the way that you market your business during a pandemic um, and truly being digital first, right? With no option to be like physical or brick and mortar was a challenge. And then coming out of the pandemic, how will we change or need to change to kind of readapt and reacclimatize to like a post COVID world? So like those are kind of challenges we anticipate too, but it's like, yeah, just living the day-to-day -day life and how we would work our day-to-day -day business, you know, changes constantly. Um, so we try to find the silver linings. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, hearing all of those steps that you've had to take throughout the pandemic, just, I admire both of you for all that you've done to push your business. And it's just amazing to think about all the things that go on on the back end of a small business and especially starting things from the ground up in such a unique year, for sure. It's It's just such a good perspective to keep in mind. Thank you. Yes. And now that we can ship, we can send some to you in Colorado. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of shipping, so we've, we've talked about how you guys now offer shipping in the United States, which is amazing. Everyone will be able to get to try these cookies. Like I said, you just, you just need to try them to understand why I'm obsessed with them. I had to like hold back on placing another big order. <laughs> Sierra really was raving about them. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how has it how has it been adjusting to that new shipping process? Like I, I know that it has to have been a challenge or a little bit different than what you've been doing so far. Uh, definitely, it's been an adjustment just because we had to figure out our packaging. How do we want to market ourselves um, while we're shipping versus just picking up? And um, yeah, Monday night was the first big big run of packaging everything for shipping and hence why we were in the kitchen so late. Um, but um, other than that, it's it's good. I'm excited that more people are getting to try the cookies that are not just in this area. That's, that's the number one thing. So we'll do whatever it takes to make sure that everyone's happy and smiling and getting to enjoy the cookies. Yeah. And I would in, in full, just to kind of like give a, a shout out to Michelle and Nicholas, our co-founder and my brother, Michelle's husband, um, they were in the kitchen on Monday night. I was in bed earlier on Monday night and I do, you know, I'm, I'm pulling all the levers and the puppet strings behind the scenes, but Michelle and, and that's, we kind of had to break up the business and how we would operate and how we would handle certain things. And so Michelle and Nick were really there until three in the morning um, dealing with some unforeseen things that came up in the commercial kitchen. And, you know, so really all the credit to them. That was not, I was not there with them. Yeah. And that was a huge adjustment too, because going from your house to a commercial kitchen is a huge jump. So learning how to use the ovens in the commercial kitchen, using, learning how to use the mixers, um, how to navigate around things. Um, that was a big adjustment and a learning experience, but it's honestly so much better. Like I love using the big mixers there and the ovens, like everything is just so much more efficient than doing things out of your home. Um, so we're very lucky to have that and uh, not going to lie, but I did have like a few meltdowns and start crying in the kitchen on Monday night, but it's, it's okay. It's the first run. <laughs> you made it through and hopefully you learn stuff from that. Oh. You like briefly touched on this, but we like, I think it's worth noting that, yeah, like your relationship. So you two are mm -hmm. sister-in-laws and yep. you're the third co-founder is Michelle's husband. So uh, Samantha's uh, brother, that's like intense. How did you like decide to pull this together? Like to go into business with your siblings? Challenges during the pandemic, maybe also uh, family businesses sometimes yes. have their challenges for sure. 
Um, yeah, you don't, sometimes our group chats can get a little bit, but, um, it's a lot of fun, like having the relationships that we, that we do. And I think like, that's why we chose to work together because, you know, like Sam is like my sister. And, um, so I'm just really happy to like have someone that I trust as a business partner as well with us. So that's, that's great. Michelle and I, I mean, Michelle, so Nicholas is my younger brother by about three and a half years. And so Nick and I were always really close growing up. My parents kind of raised us to be like, you know, with the mentality of you only have each other, so don't fight. And we would fight a lot, but we're still really close. And so Nick met Michelle when they were in, like early on in college. And so I've known Michelle for a really long time. Um, and, you know, obviously we've just grown closer and closer. So we are, I mean, she's my sister and then the three of us just working together. We have a really good way of communicating because we're very truthful and honest and upfront, which can sometimes be a gift and a curse in business. Um, so, you know, you have to turn your personal hat off and your business hat on um, when you're working together. And very recently, you know, we had a, we had a call and a conversation where we had to kind of align to only having phone calls when it came to important decisions, not doing it in the group text um, because tone can be misconstrued and, you know, LOLs can be seen as, you know, lighthearted or sarcastic. So, <laughs> yes. so you know, it's, it's an adjustment, but um, it's also like really lucky to be able to do something with your family. So. Yeah, we might be a little biased, but we're definitely we definitely think that the journey is more fun when you have someone else to take it with, like and it especially just makes family. It exactly. Yeah. 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 We have a really supportive, like the rest of our family looks super supportive, and they were really excited about us starting this journey together. So, talk about the ties that bind. Truly, yeah, <laughs> really, yeah we're truly. in this together. Yeah, but this was really, I mean, this baby is really Michelle and Nick's. Um, you know, Nick is really entrepreneurially spirited and always was since he was a kid. He wanted his own, you know, as a kid, he wanted his own car wash because he was obsessed with car washes. He wanted his own restaurant. My dad was like, don't go into dining because that's the world he's in. Don't go into that. And so, um, you know, Nick also works a full time job for a large company. And being able to have this business for him has always been a dream. And with Michelle's baking, you know, the two of them have always thought, what can we do? Um, to have, our, especially Nick, to have his own business. So Chip Kick was really their brainchild. And they they kind of asked me to come in. They were asking opinions on marketing and Instagram. How to post on Instagram. <laughs> how do we make our posts sound really good, Sam? And, you know, so that's, that's when I, I started. I swooped in and did what I do for all my clients, which is like a true marketing brainstorm. And it was a whole night dedicated to like, you know, paper charts on the wall, taped on the walls and, you know, you know, rap, rapid round robins and, and tastings. So that's kind of how they brought me in. But it's yeah. really, it was their brainchild. Who's a, so are you helping with all the, the pictures? Because the pictures are insane. I mean, I know product photography itself can be an interesting challenge, but like food photography is a whole nother, a whole nother category. Yeah, that's, that's really, you know, Nick does an incredible job at shooting a lot of the, the cookies when they're, when they're ready, they do all the breaks, Michelle and Nick do the breaks. Um, but Nick has a very keen eye. He's a bit of a perfectionist, which is again, you know, gifts and a curse when you're working as a group. But, um, but yeah, he kind of shoots all the cookies, the ingredient shots, all of those breaks, the videos. I get involved and shoot with my DSLR when we're doing big collaborations or like big campaigns for the holidays. So a lot of that is my work, but you'll kind of see, you know, Nick is the creative director. So it's really, it's, it's his vision that we always stick to. Very <laughs> I'm nice. I'm kind of sad that we don't have Nick now because I'm like, I, I want to take his brain. 
in so we can have him say hi. <laughs> well, I love how you all use your strengths from one another to really play off of each other for the Hello. business. Hey, hi. <laughs> this is my I'm, first time I'm seeing you without a mask. <laughs> It's a different, uh, different look for sure, right? <laughs> so for those of you listening, we just had Nick step in and say hi. He's the third co-founder of Chip Kick. Um, so thank you, Nick. Um, but yes, okay. So our last kind of big question before we get into the flash round of questions is, do you have any advice for other small business owners, especially those that are kind of within this um, baked goods uh, market? Oh, we have so much advice and we are still taking advice. So if anyone has advice for us, slide into our DMs because it's just, you know, always evolving. Um, you know, I, you want to go first? You don't need to go first. Go. I'll jump in with a few things. So like just as a, as a marketer who's helped kind of launch brands, like uh, it's really interesting for me to help launch a brand from a baby phase, like a true small business phase. And I just think, you know, Whatever you think you're going to spend, whatever time you think you're going to invest, throw it out the window and triple it because you know you just have to be overly cautious um, with the resources and just overly conscious about your resources. Um, you will spend three times whatever time you think you're going to need. Um, you know, your business is not just your product, it's your brand. So everything that you do, every Instagram post, every DM, every piece on your website, you know, it's an extension of your brand. So just always remembering that, um, that helps kind of build some tent poles around how you function. Um, be prepared to not see profit right away. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people go into business thinking they have this money making idea, which is incredible if you do. And, and, you know, we're not saying go into definitely not advocating, go into debt. Um, but just, you know, be, be realistic and be prepared that you might be flat or you might have to invest some money upfront and you might have to make decisions that are going to be costly. Um, I mean, like have a vision for what you want your business to be from the start, like do a brainstorming kind of like what we did. We started off saying like, what do we really want to pick to be in the future? Like, do we want it to just be a home baked good store? Like where we're just selling cookies from our house or do we want it to be bigger? So like think through like what you want your business plan to be. Um, and yeah, going back to like taking, you know, you're going to be working three, three times the amount. Um, your brain is always going to be on, at least for me. I'm, my head is always like spinning. I'm always thinking about like, what's next? What am I, what do I have to do for the business? There's a lot to learn about owning a business, not just for how to make cookies, but how do you run the business? How do I do taxes for a business? How do I like get into it? How do I get licensed? How do I get inspected? There's so many rules and things to learn along the way, which is great. Um, also maybe like you're gonna be taking risks. Uh, when I first started, I said, what is the biggest risk that I'm gonna take? And it's just my personal, my personal brand. I said, if people don't like my cookies, they're just going to be like, oh, she doesn't really make that good of cookies. So that was a big risk for me. But it's small because, you know, some people are going to like things and some people are not. Um, it's like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. You really so, get that. And and as women, like, yeah. I mean, especially you, yeah. you work in such a male dominated world. Like yes. the imposter syndrome is real. Yeah, because you're always trying to prove yourself. Um, especially for myself in, in the male dominated field, I'm always trying to prove myself amongst my coworkers, say like, hey, I can do what you do. So here it is too. It's like, I'm always trying to prove myself, but in a woman dominated field. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's great. Oh, I have one more. Which I think is really important because it's not necessarily directly related to the business, but your support network and your partners, um, 
you know, not everyone has a support network and that's okay. But like, A, make sure you manage your expectations around what you want from people when you launch your business. You know, you might be disappointed by how people support you or don't support you. Um, so be prepared for that. And then also just making sure that your partners are fully vested and just aware of the sacrifices you're going to have to make. So like my husband, you know, we're all real, the four of us are all really close, but he's not part of this in the day to day that I am. And, you know, I had to say to him during the holidays, look, I'm spending some nights at Nick and Michelle's house to help them pack orders. Um, you know, so just making sure that, you know, your partner is, is on board and understands like what you might have to give up. I think that's really important. Yep. So many good points of just support and really understanding that there's so much that goes into starting a business, which is absolutely huge. And I think there's so much to learn too from all that you both have done and Nick as well. Uh, it really is just incredible. I'm just in awe. I'm sitting here like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I think Caitlin and I are really nodding our heads because um, even as like, you know, we both have full-time jobs and we blog and things like that. I think that one of the big lessons for a lot of that, especially when it's a, uh, like a side hustle, it's a passion project, yeah. is you're going to need a lot of time to dedicate into this. Mm -hmm. And just being realistic about that, like you said, of knowing that it's going to take a lot of work and sometimes it may not might not turn out how you want it to turn out and maybe you have to make some investments like i know with with blogging you have to do a lot of learning about things um how to figure out your equipment you're learning to code things and you have no idea how to do that so yeah i think yes those are really good points i definitely like caitlin and i were both nodding and definitely some great notes to take from that um for sure but let's get into our flash round questions Okay, so you guys can decide how you answer. Basically, our flash round segment is we will ask you a question that's kind of silly, kind of fun, and you just say what's the first thing on your head. You can elaborate. You can choose not to elaborate. Really up to you. It is two of you answering these questions, so, you know, kind of take turns, figure out, like, which one wants to answer first, but we, don't, we definitely want to hear both of your answers. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the first question is, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Night owl wanna be early bird. <laughs> Never wanna be an early bird. Okay, <laughs> <a> night owl. <laughs> right? Ooh, good answer, good answer. Okay, first celebrity crush. Oh, uh Joey Joe from the New Kids on the Block. Hmm. <gasps> Wait, um, what was yours, Michelle? I didn't hear. Leonardo DiCaprio. Young Leo, definitely like hit yes. a <laughs> Um, okay. Travel back in time or to the future? Hmm. Travel back in time. Back in time. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm very nostalgic. This is, yeah. I'm very nostalgic. I'm an old soul and I Me feel like too. I missed out on a lot. Like my mom in the seventies or the sixties and just, you know, we, you never want to, you always want to go forward, but, um, you know, there are some cool things that happened in the past too. Or like things that you want to <laughs> that you could change. Yeah, like even Nick and I sometimes talk like, wouldn't it be cool to live during like the era of like Frank Sinatra or like during that time mm -hmm. in history so you could experience the music when it was there just because we love music too. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely going back in time to experience things again, but maybe experience them as yourself versus as a younger version of yourself. Yeah, I would change a lot too. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Like appreciate it. Like you could appreciate it more now yeah. than if yeah. you were younger. Oh, for sure. I like that. Okay, mm -hmm. and what has been your favorite cookie flavor? 
This is really no, it's a loaded question. <laughs> it's a big one. All right, I'll go first. Go. I love the candy shop um, because it, as a runner, it has oats in it. And that is my way of justifying <laughs> the cookies. And just, you know, my post-run treat is a cookie that has oats in it, but also has Reese's peanut butter cups. So it's like the runner's dream. Um, it's just got, it's loaded with candy and oats. But would so. you pick that over s'mores? Yes. Okay. <laughs> mine, mine is a, uh, mine is tough. It's between s'mores and the OGO, but I'm, I, I mean, I'm traditionalist. So the OGO, like the, our traditional chocolate chip is my go-to. It's called the OGO because it's named after Nick, by the way, last <laughs> name is Giordano. So it's like the OG cookie, the OGO, which is his nickname. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. Last question. Super duper serious. Did we just become best friends? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is so much fun. BBS. Yay. We seriously are just so thrilled to have you on the podcast. And for everyone listening, if you want to follow along with Chip Kip Cookies, you can follow along at chipkipcookies.com or on Instagram. And also with their new announcement for shipping, be on the lookout if you are not local as well. Thank awesome. you. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. We will be back on VBF Pod next Thursday. 